They had waited all year for this day. Before the sun peaked above the trees, Elkanah was already stirring, saddling up a couple of his finest and fastest burrows. He would need them to make the 14-mile-long trek from their house in Ramah to God's house in Shiloh. He knew how dangerous, how hilly, how long it would take with two wives and a handful of kids. If this year was better than most, they could get there before nightfall and they wouldn't have to fend off the wolves and hyenas. They would just have to deal with raiders and marauders. That was dangerous enough. When he readied the beasts of burden, he woke up Mrs. Elkanah, his beloved wife Hannah. Then he woke up another Mrs. Elkanah, his second wife Penina. Elkanah loved Hannah, but for a reason known only to God, Hannah could not give him a son to be like him or a daughter to look like her. Hannah was barren. So Elkanah married Penina, and Penina was blessed with enough children to fill their own little league team, the Rama Rugrats. From the moment Penina woke in the morning until she lay down at night, Penina provoked Hannah. She taunted her, made fun of her. This was like junior high. But she really stepped up her game each year when they made their trip to Shiloh. Hannah got up that morning, started packing her bag. And Penina got up and started packing her bag and all her kids' bags. She called each child by name loudly so Hannah could hear and count just how many kids Penina had given Elkanah. She peeked her head inside Hannah's tent. Here, give me a hand with this luggage. It is so hard packing for so many, you know. Oh, that's right. You wouldn't know. And Penina laughed as she closed Hannah's tent and went into her own. But this year, everything would change when Hannah got to the house of God in Shiloh, because this year, God was waiting with a miracle. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Speak, Lord, I'm Listening on Simplify. Everyone was glad to finally be safe and sound in Shiloh. They traveled in packs with other families to keep everybody safe, and they were finally glad to be off the donkeys. The suspension on those things could use some work. But Hannah was heartbroken. She wanted a baby more than breath, and she prayed for God to hear her. She prayed so hard she couldn't eat. She couldn't even speak. The priest of God was Eli, and he could see her lips moving while she prayed, but he couldn't hear her pray. He assumed she had a little too much to drink at dinner, and he even rebuked her for being drunk at church. But she wasn't drunk. She was broken. She poured out her soul to God and to God's man in God's house. Eli realized his mistake, and he blessed her. Oh, my bad. Well, go in peace, and may God grant you whatever you asked him. Hannah was happy again. She knew God heard her. She returned to the table and dug in. Nothing seemed to change, but something did change. After all those years, after all those tears and all those prayers, she had an answer from God. The next morning, they had one more worship service, and Hannah was different. For the first time in a long time, she was happy. On that last day, it was time to go home, and they weren't ready to leave. It's tough enough to travel six hours in an air-conditioned car with XM radio, it's unimaginable to travel six hours on the back of a donkey who doesn't want to go where you want him to go and doesn't have a pothole detection system built in. But Hannah didn't seem to mind. 
something miraculous happened in her heart in Shiloh. When they got home, God opened Hannah's womb, and she conceived a son and named him Samuel, because Samuel means, I asked the Lord for him. What a beautiful name. When Samuel was still young, but old enough to be weaned, Hannah made good on a vow she made to God. When they traveled to Shiloh that year, she brought Samuel in his little suitcase on a one-way trip for him because she promised God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. And she did. She brought Samuel to Eli the priest, who was always happy to see Samuel because Eli knew what a miracle son he was. Hannah brought him to Eli and told him the good news for him, the sad news for her. I promised God if God gave me a son, I would give my son back to him. God gave me Samuel. You know, you might remember that whole stop your drinking, you wicked woman, misunderstanding back a few years ago. Eli still blushed. He still felt bad about that swing and miss. Well, here's my son Samuel. He belongs to God. I'm going to leave him here with you to serve God with you. And the writer of 1 Samuel recorded, and they worshiped the Lord there. Hannah was another level of faithful. The family saddled up without Samuel and they rode out of sight. The camera shifted from Hannah's sweet son Samuel to Eli's wicked sons, Hophni and Phinehas. They helped their dad, but only to help themselves. They stole from the sacrifices. They threatened and intimidated worshipers, and all in the house of the Lord, and all in the name of the Lord. Eli tried to stop them, but they wouldn't listen to the blind old man. The one place where everyone in Israel should go to be able to hear from God was the one place everyone in Israel was growing afraid to go because of Eli's sons. It was getting harder and harder to hear from God. But one night while Eli and Samuel were both asleep, Samuel heard a voice call his name. Samuel. Samuel threw off the covers and ran into Eli's room. Yes, sir. Eli was confused. What are you doing here? Well, you, you called for me. I didn't call for you. I, I was asleep like you should be. Go back to bed. We've got a big day tomorrow. Yes, sir. Samuel shrugged it off, laid down, covered up, and just as he was falling asleep again, he heard, Samuel. Samuel got up, went into Eli's room. Here I am. Did you call me? Eli was confused again. I didn't call you. I'm trying to sleep, son. I was dreaming I was on a beach. Go back to bed. Yes, sir. Samuel went back into his room and went back to sleep. Samuel. Samuel was confused. He went back into Eli's room. Yes, sir. Samuel had never heard God's voice before. I remember a powerful principle Pastor Scott Graham preached at Youth Congress many years ago. He said it's interesting when Samuel heard God's voice. It sounded a lot like his pastor. Late that night, long before the dawn, it dawned on Eli that God was calling for Samuel. And Pastor Eli told his adopted son Samuel, the next time you hear that voice, just say, speak, for your servant hears. Sure enough, the Lord called Samuel again. God is so patient. And this time Samuel knew what to do. He lifted his young voice and answered, Speak, for your servant hears. And God prophesied to Samuel about Eli and his wicked sons. It was harrowing for young Samuel to hear. That morning at breakfast, Eli was curious to know what God was saying. 
probably because Eli hadn't heard God's voice in a minute. And Eli told Samuel, you tell me everything God told you. Don't leave anything out. I need to hear from God. Over a bowl of flax flakes, Samuel told Eli everything God told him. And the scripture records a beautiful phrase. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. 1 Samuel 3 verse 21. God is speaking. We just need to listen. I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I have heard God speak to me during my devotions. I've heard God speak to me when I read his word because he inspired holy men of old to speak and to write as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. I've heard God speak through men and women of God who were preaching and teaching the word of God. I've heard God speak encouragement when I was doing right and correction when I was doing wrong. God's spoken voice will never contradict God's written word. And God's voice will always draw us closer to God, never further. If you want to hear God speak, the next time you're in prayer, the next time you're reading his word, the next time you're in church, the next time you just need a word from God for you, simply respond as young Samuel responded on that night when God wanted so deeply to be heard in Israel. Speak, Lord. I'm listening. And he will. Let's pray together. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us, just as he spoke to Samuel. Let's pray for God to speak to us and share with us what he is wanting to share with us. Lord Jesus, speak. We are listening. We want to hear from you. I have so many voices, so many noises in my life. But today I want to shut all of those out and just hear your still, small voice. Speak, Lord, we are listening. I ask you for all of our podcast listeners to help us today to stop long enough to listen for your voice. And I ask you to speak and let us know it's you. Let us know what you would have us to do, what you would have us to be. I pray, Jesus, speak. We are listening. We love you and we love to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Simplify listeners. Be sure to subscribe, follow, like, share, click the notify button. You'll never miss an episode and then share with others so they don't ever have to miss an episode. I'm happy to tell you Blessed R is available now at PentecostalPublishing.com. It's a practical look at the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, Blessed R, Blessed R, Blessed R, Blessed R, and four more times. So if you want to pick that up, you can at PentecostalPublishing.com. Or in just over one week, I'll be in Indianapolis at our United Pentecostal Church General Conference, and I'll have Blessed R and be able to sign copies. If you would like a signed copy of Blessed R, you can get those there. In addition to 10 words and Simplify, all of those will be available at PentecostalPublishing.com right now. Or general conference in Indianapolis in just a little over a week. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called Too Much to Take. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.